Blog Talk Radio. If you think trains will stop if they see a car on the tracks, you're right, they will. About a mile after they hit you. In 2015 alone, 230 people were killed at railroad crossings. Don't become the next fatality. Stop. Trains can't. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Blog Talk Radio. Good Wednesday evening, and welcome to Relationship Wednesdays. I am Dr. Nefertiti Noel. And I'm Darren Noel. And we're here tonight to talk about relationships, of course, our favorite yes, topic. absolutely. Um, tonight's topic is, are you still hurt from your last relationship? I'm going to repeat that. Are you still hurt from your last relationship? For those of you all that are listening to us for the first time, um, I run a thriving private practice outside of Chicago, Illinois. We are a full-service agency that does everything from medication management, individual therapy, relationship therapy, group therapy, public speaking, organizational therapy, and resume coaching. Um, I specifically personally work in relationship issues, women's issues, trauma, and self-esteem. Those are my main uh, things that I do. Darren? Yeah, here at Noel Associates, I focus on the resume consults, mock interviews, and life coaching. If you have specific questions for tonight, um, tonight's topic, are you still heard from your last relationship? Our telephone number to call in tonight is 323-693-3835. Again, 323-693-3835. If tonight we hit on some issues that are, are big for you, but, again, we're kind of going over them surfacely because it's a half-hour show, but if you've got more issues that you want to talk about specifically with either coaching or therapy, you can call our office at 630-428-2344 and check us out at noelandassociates.com. So tonight is, are you still hurt from your last relationship? One of the things, as you get older and you start dating, you have heartbreaks, you have upsets, you have hurts, you have things that jar you, that kind of shake you, that change who you are in a relationship pretty much forever. They can make you feel like you're going to be changed forever. And a lot of people get into new relationships and they feel like, well, I'm starting fresh with Susie Snowflake or, or Bobby Blue uh, Chip, and they they really aren't starting fresh because they're not able to shake some of the baggage they had in their old relationship. I've heard people say, Dr. Noel, I can't let my guard down. Dr. Noel, I can't love this guy because of what happened before. And so you're in current relationships that you're ruining by what happened to you in the past. Absolutely. You know, one of the key things is really taking that time to become whole, once you come off of a hurt relationship or when you were hurt from a relationship, and make yourself whole again before you bring uh, a new relationship into the mix because you don't want to bring uh, those hurt feelings, those uh, guards that really shouldn't be up. You know, you have the buildable fences around, but you know what? And those areas shouldn't really have to have that big of a fence up there. Well, we can we create those, those people barriers because why? Because we have some past hurt in relationships. So you want to get a chance to become whole again. You know what? I'm going to bring my best self to the table for this new person I'm going to get involved with. And it happens in many different types of relationships because 
each person is in a in a mode of protecting oneself. Self preservation is usually big. Even when you meet people that say, I think of other people before I think of myself, we still innately have ways that we protect ourselves in relationships. Whether it's an intimate relationship where you're not gonna trust him if you can't search his cell phone or if it's with, you know, your kids, your last eighteen year old kid lied to you about drinking and so now little Billy's growing up and you're not gonna trust him either. It can be a work relationship where and this happens a lot. You're injured at your last job emotionally. Maybe yes. someone wasn't kind to you. They weren't nice to you at work. Or maybe they flat out were abusive. They called you a jerk and tried to get you fired. And so at your new job, you kind of just plain don't know how to act. And so, I mean, I really see, I see that a lot from a corporate American standpoint from my background where you see people who were hurt at work, meaning uh, maybe their boss, like you mentioned, their boss was rough with them. Uh, they got, um, you know, demand, very demanding um uh, putting tasks on the, hey, you know what, you've got to do this or you're going to be fired, or um, un- unrealistic goals that were put on them. They're like, wait a minute, this is just stressing them out. Um, and they bring that to the next job. And the new job, hey, they're excited to have you. They're excited that you're on a team, and you, but you bring that the past frustration. You didn't have a chance to, hey, you know what, exhaust all, get all that uh, old frustration out before you started your new job, and you bring that over to the new job. And then all of a sudden you're in a bad situation again. Hey, what's this guy's problem? What's this woman's problem? She seems really stressed out, all right? What happened to have on a team? And like they seem really defensive. Hey, I was just trying to, you know, see if we can network a little bit, trying to make a nice co work relationship. This person seems has their guard up. And then all of a sudden you're going into a new relationship, but you're bringing that baggage with it. Absolutely, absolutely. And so first things first, let me say this. A lot of people say in order to get over one guy or one girl, the best way to do that is to get with another guy or another person to fill that void. The way to get over one job is to get a new job. The way to get over one best friend is to get a new best friend. And the first thing I'm going to tell you is the way to get over a past hurt is to not go rushing into a relationship right after the other one. Okay. So at work, a lot of times you can't just quit your job for six months and bask in the glory of not working, right. but take a two-week break between the job you have quit and the job that you're getting. Right. Take a little count as a vacation. Let's take a vacation. Like I say, it doesn't have to be totally extensive. A week, two weeks mm-hmm. before you go ahead and start the relationship. I see that quite frequently. People leave, oh, I'm leaving on a Friday. I'm going to start my new job on Monday. Like, wait a minute. You need to just, re- you know, regroup a little bit, exhaust a little bit, you know what? take a breather, look around your house a little bit, okay, let me give myself at least a week off, and then I can start back in the new job. Especially if it's stressful that you're leaving a job that's very stressful, things of that nature. And if you possibly are leaving on bad terms, okay, maybe you're not leaving necessarily on your terms, or maybe you're leaving because you're feeling that you're forced to, you definitely need to give yourself a little break if you can afford that financially. Absolutely. But with intimate relationships, I'm going to tell you, and and I've got a question that always comes to me. Dr. Noel, I just got a divorce. I found a guy. It's only been a couple months, but he's the one. Um, Should I, how long should I stay single? And here's the country that people don't like to hear, six months to a year. I always tell people, take a long break so that you can work through the issue. Like, there's a reason you broke up with the other person. Right. Especially if it was a serious relationship. I mean, if you're just kind of casually dating and you break it, hey, it's not that big of a deal, you know, you weren't that committed. But if you guys are, it's marriage and getting a divorce or engaged and it broke off or you were dating exclusively for two or three years and then all of a sudden break it, you definitely need to give yourself some time 
okay, to find out who you are again as an individual. Right. Now, if it was just you went out to, to steak dinner two or three times right. to try it to somebody, you don't take a year off. I mean, just, you know, go on your next day. Right, exactly. But if you're ending a marriage that was a, a year or more, a relationship that was a year or more, you're going to need at least six months for you to recuperate from that, to grieve completely all the things that you would have liked to stay in the relationship for and all the reasons that you broke up. And I, I think that's a good point you're bringing up. Allow yourself to do that grief time. You know, obviously, especially if you weren't the one who initiated the breakup, right? So you wanted to stay in a relationship, and if for whatever reason it didn't work out, the person was, for whatever reason, they decided to break it off, okay, you're going to have hurt feelings, right? And that's natural. Don't be afraid of that. You know what? I'm going to need to deal with it. I need to recognize that my feelings are hurt here. Um, or if somebody did something to you in a relationship that hurt your feelings as part of the relationship and you're deciding to leave because of what they did that hurt your feelings, you still need to deal with that as well. In addition to that, I'm going to say, even if you are the one that, even if you wanted the relationship to end, you're mm-hmm. still going to be losing something. Absolutely. It's a grieving process. It's a grieving you've, got process. To, you've got to get through all of that. Yeah. You've got to get all those stuffed animals that Bobby gave you out of the house you got to um, stop remembering the fantasy about the last time he touched me so intense. you got to stop thinking about, you know, Susan Snowflake used to always throw her toothbrush over there, and the next girl, she won't even be able to use the toothbrush bench. You, you've got to be able to get rid of those. Now, let, let me ask you this question, Doctor. This came up about, as I read some articles, some folks mentioned uh, allow some fantasizing to go on regarding the old relationship. Yeah, we'll get into that. We'll okay, get into okay, that. Before ahead. we get into that, let me, yeah. let me um, offer a book to you guys by Dr. Jeff Airbach, A-U-E-R-B-A-C-H. It's called Irritating the Ones You Love. Um, It's a down-and-dirty guide to a better relationship. There is on page 13 a little bit about emotional bruises. So I'm just going to read some of the hurts that people can kind of acquire over the lifespan that end up damaging or could end up damaging relationships. Um, So lack of attention, lack of affection, lack of expression, fear, anger, loss or abandonment, physical neglect, fairness, respect, inconsideration or self-centeredness from the other party, dependability, meaning that you couldn't count on the other person, Um, control issues, maybe you had too much control, maybe you weren't allowed enough control, irrationality, inconsistencies, ambivalence, passivity, trust and loyalty, that's a big one that always gets people, Availability, that's one that people come into a relationship with. My last boyfriend, 80 hours a week, I never saw him. Mm -hmm. This new guy will call me every day. Um, Criticism, perfectionism, and self-esteem issues that come into relationships. So maybe the last guy said you were too fat, too skinny, too short, too tall, and all those things affect your self-esteem. Guilt, obligation, responsibility. Um, Closed mindedness and rigidity. So that's just 18. And there's so many more that could come into this thing, right? Treated about finances, was there physical abuse, was there an affair, like all these different things. But this is just 18 of the categories that people can acquire over the course of their lifetime, their relationship lifetime, that ends up with trouble in their current relationship. Okay. So let me play out an example of this. Girl meets boy. Boy meets girl. They like each other. They love each other. They fall in love. They are together in a committed relationship. Boy begins to not like girl as much. Girl gains weight. Boy gains weight. Somebody cheats. Somebody breaks up. (laughs) Then boy leaves girl. Girl leaves boy. Now they're separated. Meanwhile, girl meets new boy. Right. And girl meets new boy, and she starts telling new boy, new boy, I want to be able to look in your phone. I want all the access codes to your 
LinkedIn, uh, Pinterest, uh, Facebook, Twitter, all those different things. And if you don't give them to me, then I know you're a liar because old boy would never tell me codes. And that's how I knew old boy was cheating. And now that I'm meeting you and you're going to give me your code, then now, new boy, you're no good for me. I'm backing up from new boy. Right. I'm backing up. I'm all right. Because I don't want to take all that uh, that emotional um, hurt feelings on me because of what another guy did. Even though, in, in all reality, we all deal with that in some form of fashion in a relationship, right? We because all we pay all, for what the other guy we did. We all pay for it. Because there's some form of fashion. So if you're a person and you're noticed, but just take a look. Let me read these things again and see if you have these going on in your life. Lack of attention, lack of affection, things you've experienced before or might even be presently experiencing that mirror past issues that jar you, that make you feel like you're not, you know, able to make this work. Fear, anger. Fear is a big one. Let me give another one. Boy meets girl, girl meets boy, fall in love, breakup happens. Fear sets in. The fear of, will I ever get anybody as good as who I used to have? Will anybody like me? I've got uh, two kids. I've got this. I've got that. I've got, you know, I've lost hair. Like, whatever happens over the course of the time. Or will I be hurt again? Right. That's a really big fear. Dr. Well, what will I do if I feel like I'll be hurt again? And so that fear of being hurt generally can stop people from letting that wall down that protects you from, you know, falling in love. And if, you, if you're if you so fearful that you have the wall up, you don't feel the hurt, but you also don't gain the love. You don't gain the love either because that wall is up. If that love with somebody who's at that point could be trying to give to you. New boy, new girl says, I wouldn't hurt you. I love you. Their first defense is, I wouldn't hurt you. I love you. I've been hurt before. Let me prove to you that you can trust me. I know you've been injured. Now, we've got several types of guys and girls out there. One set is a guy or girl that wants to save you. Okay. They notice one of these things. You didn't get enough attention, so they not only make you attention, they make you cake. They they send Facebook messages. They send messenger pigeons. They text <laughs> your family and friends. They begin on trips very soon. Um, they begin with intimacy very soon so that you can feel like you're loved and every need is being met. There's another group of people that notice this weakness. They, people consider this a weakness to have these jars. And then they start to say things like, huh, I can take advantage of her as long as I give her what she needs. I can pretty much do whatever I want to do. Right. Then there are people that back away. They say, you know what, you've been accusing me of cheating since the day you met me, and I just met you at the bakery. I mean, <laughs> like I was just getting, you know, a cupcake. I thought you were cute, thought we could have a relationship, but I can't live like this anymore. Right. Um, and so wherever you find yourself, wherever you see that you've got these things, loss, abandonment, neglect, fairness issues, respect, inconsideration, dependability, control issues, ambivalence, I'm kind of running through this quickly, availability, criticism, self-esteem issues, guilt, closed-mindedness or rigidity. If you see yourself and whatever your other issues are, maybe you were abused in your last relationship, maybe you were, maybe you have trauma. If you know you have those issues, there's hope. Okay. There's things that, that we can do to help. So one of the articles, there's an article called 10 Tips to Men Broken Hearts. And so one of the things that Darren and I like to do is give you some avenues to do some research to get some information so that you can know what to do next in your relationship. Right. So, and it's allowing you to process in your own time frame and at your own leisure as well. Absolutely. So the first tip is from uh, psychcentral.com, 10 Tips to Men Broken Heart. It goes through it, not around it. What do you think, Darren? So basically you have to deal with it. I mean, you have the hurt feelings. You don't want to avoid it. But, you know, I'm not really hurt. You see that people are like, you know, I'm not really hurt. It really bothered me. I'm over it. 
but, you know, that's not really the case. People can see your face is frowned up. You're all tight. Like, dude, she left you. It's bothering you. And admit it and try to work through that. And at time, like we mentioned earlier, if it's something that you are having a uh, hard time dealing with this, you may want to seek some professional help. Work with the counselor. Give the office a call. Someone can help you through these issues. Let me just say this. If you don't deal with some of the issues that are causing a problem after a breakup, let's say part of what the person said struck you to the core and it was right. Hey, you didn't give me enough attention, and I can't, I can't live that way. So you decide, you know what, I'm not going to face it. I'm not going to deal with that. You, if you don't face it now, you'll bump back into it later. Mm, okay. It's like I a guarantee. Right. If you don't deal with it, if you're getting the message that you're not worth it, your self-esteem is low, whatever those issues are, the jars that we read about in the book that we went over are happening to you and you don't deal with it, that before you know it, it will become a theme in the next relationship and the next person will be saying the same thing. So how do you work through it and, and not around it? You work through it, number one, by figuring out what the major issue is. What are you feeling? Why are you so hurt? Are you just hurt because you're lonely? Do you feel like you can't get anybody else? Are there things you're doing to irritate the person that you're with? Um, how, how do you manage it if there are those things going on? How do you grieve the other relationship? Sometimes you have to actually cry about it. Yes, yes. And you guess what? That's part of life, guys and ladies. You know, it's okay to cry about it. You know what? You had, you had a, a relationship, a serious relationship. It's broken. You miss a person. You know what? I'm going to shed some tears. Obviously, if you want to stay in a relationship, you cared about the person in some form of fashion, and now that person's out of your life. So there is a loss there. It's okay to go ahead and cry. Okay. Absolutely. It's okay to go ahead and cry. And it's okay to grieve things. I mean, I know that people tell you, hey, get over it. Like, you know, there's no reason for you to be grieving. I mean, like, you didn't want him anyway. You might not have wanted him anyway, but are you sure? Right, right. Really? Uh-huh. Like, if he's not good to you, then you never needed him. Is that really true, or are you just lonely, you know? Right. No, I, yeah, you may have needed him, but you didn't want the hurt, the hurt to go along with it. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So deal with those things. Some, one way to do that is some journaling. Another thing to do is um, it says detach and revel in your independence again. So don't, in other words, don't rush into another relationship. Absolutely. We talked about that already. Absolutely. Make yourself whole. Not try to desperately win the guy back or yep. win the girl back. Like, I'll do anything. I'll, I'll, eat, I'll give you my firstborn. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I won't be mean anymore. Or, you know what, I'll lose 7,000 pounds by next week because I can do it. You know, don't do those things. If, if you're single again, Go out and do some of the things that you did when you were single before. Maybe take in a movie. Maybe take in a dinner. Um, maybe people watch and kind of see what other couples are doing. What does it look like when you see another couple? How do you feel about that? What kind of guy do you really like? What kind of girl do you see when you're out that really sparks your interest? Um, another thing is list your strengths. I think this is important, guys. And, and ladies, you know, to me, always, always, always have that in your, in your back pocket almost at all times. What are my key five strengths that I'm good at? I feel confident in that. And you know what? Regardless, as someone may say something, I know I am good at this. Someone may try and say something to hurt my feelings, but guess what? I know I am good at this, right? And have that in your pocket to feel good about yourself, right? Find out what the good quality that you have and make sure you have that listed down. Everybody has some successes, even if it's I shower daily, you know. Uh-oh. Like sometimes people go, Dr. Well, there's nothing good about me. There's nothing that I can say that's good about me. But I can always find a success in someone. Sure. And so you should always be able to go back to the things that are successful about you. If if you are, let's say, um, someone says that you don't pay enough attention to them and you, they felt lonely in the relationship, 
That might mean you're committed to work. That's a success. You know what I mean? Look for the good things about you. Are you easy to talk to? Whatever. I don't know what those things are going to be for you. But go back to the moment where you can remember feeling your best. He's about me at that point. That may be so good. This goes down so you have to record that and replay that over in your mind. And you have to do that several times a day, especially in this breathing process. Hey, I'm good at these things. I am worth something, you know? And repeat those over in your mind. Read them out loud if you need to, whatever the case may be. Absolutely. And, you know, there needs to be a place, especially when you're feeling low about a breakup or um, you're alone and you still got some hurt, there needs to be a, a safe place that you can kind of go to in your home, a room, a spot, a library, where you can sort of breathe for a minute and kind of take away any of the criticism and just kind of remember who you are at the course. And it's probably, in mainland, if you can, go someplace that's new, not necessarily a place where you and this other person used to always go. That's going to kind of confuse their emotions there, right? Right. Some place where you feel, say, hey, this is my spot right now. This is not our old spot. And this is where I can reinvent myself and I really feel good about myself. There, there's a book that talks about strength. I mean, it talks, it, it's talking about a strength-based leader, and it's some stuff that I use for folks that are, are working and having working issues and maybe feeling hurt in the work environment. But it, the, book, the book is called Strength Finder 2.0. It's the number one New York Times bestseller. author, Tom Rath, C-O-M-R-A-T-H. It's called Strength Finder 2.0. So that may be some a book you can get, take a look at it. It's, it's really a, a good, quick read, actually. Um, it's only like a hundred and some odd pages, so it's something that, you know, depending on how you read, you can read pretty quickly. So I want you to be able to um, maybe do a strength finder or something and find out, are you inspiration? What, what are you good at? What are the things that make you strong? Yeah. Um, the next thing is allow some fantasize, and this is what the article says. That's interesting to me. Like, this is a question I had before, please, that. Go ahead. But, so in the article they talked about there, allow some of that fantasizing about, about that other person. Obviously, you had some emotion tied to them. They had, you know, and so feelings toward that, it's okay every once in a while indulge in, indulge in those feelings and remember those good times that you have with the person. Yeah, yeah. you know, here's the thing. You really can't stop yourself from fantasizing. So I'm not right. going to say, hey, don't fantasize. I mean, there's no magic switch I'm going to be able to click, and it will stop fantasizing in the person. But I'm going to say when you experience the fantasies of when I was with him last, or the daydreaming type of a thing, realize that that's normal and that's okay. Yeah. Don't try to. The more you try to avoid the thinking about the person, the more you're going to be thinking about the person. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, so definitely it's okay to fantasize because you're going to do that anyway. Yep. The next thing is help someone else. This is an interesting one. Darren, do guys do this when when you're hurting and in pain? Is it so good for you to reach out and do something to someone else? Not me personally. I mean, I've tried people. I people say that it's not one of my um, go-to points necessarily, but I know some people it does work for them. You know, take take my eyes off myself put it on somebody else. Yeah. I think the major thing here is um, taking your eyes off of yourself right. and sewing in some positive stuff to someone else as a distraction. Right. It's more of a distraction thing. It's kind of like why people watch some of the reality TV shows so that they can say, well, I'm not, my life isn't that bad. It could be as bad as exactly. this over here. Exactly. So it is a great distraction technique, but I'm going to say as a clinician, I want folks to be careful when they're doing that so that you don't get drawn into somebody else's stuff. Especially if you're vulnerable because you have a heartbreak going on. Right. So right. just be cautious. Right. Laugh and cry. Um, it says laughter heals on many levels. And uh, so does crying. So crying out is like a pain release, you know, yep. laugh and cry. One of the things that's not mentioned here is if you're currently in a relationship, you didn't take the year off to get yourself together, Ooh. you haven't gotten out of the, the grieving process of someone else and all the things that are going on, 
I'm willing to be upfront with the other person that you're still working through some issues. Now, upfront with doesn't mean the last time I was with Bob, I remember what he smelled like. I remember what he wore. That's not reminiscing <laughs> with him about the person you were with. It's saying that I am trying really hard to be in the moment with you, and I don't want to take you for granted, and I'm working through the concerns that I have about my past and my, my old relationship. That's fair. That's fair. You know, yeah. It's being able to say, hey, work with me while I try to grow myself. It's being able to be aware enough to say, let me work on some of my issues. And that's one of the reasons that I, I really think therapy is, even coaching is good for people having someone to talk to because it gives you some ears to hear. Because sometimes it's not just the last relationship that one to do. It's the first one you have when you were 16. Oh, absolutely. Right, so it could be several relationships and goals that's still impacting. You still having an impact on your life. You'll need to try and deal with that. Absolutely. So if you've picked up some hurts along the way and you're in a relationship and those hurts are affecting your relationship now, just one big nugget, talk about it with the other person. Let them know that, hey, it's not. I'm not paranoid because of you. I've just had a past that has had these things in it or those things in it. And then here's some other hurts that can, that can be tough on a relationship that you're currently in. But in these relationships with family and marriage, a lot of times you and your spouse are doing great, but your wife or you have been hurt by the in-law. Okay. And so you take those hurts and you, you kind of punish your spouse with those. You know, again, talk about what's happening. Talk about what's going on. You be aware that sometimes it's not about the other person. Sometimes your behavior, your hurts are about you. Fair enough. You know, it's just one of the things that, you know, we, we that weren't listed here. Um, make a good and a bad list if you've got a broken heart. So if you're if you're with someone and you're still thinking about that other person or how you were hurt or whatever, make a, I always tell clients make a pro and con list. What are the pros of the here and now? Okay. What are the pros of the relationship that you're in right now? What are the negatives of the one that, the one the relationship that you keep thinking will be so much better? You know, then I get people that say, I'm just going to leave this relationship. I, my heart was broken. I'm leaving this relationship. You know, I can't get relationships right. Before you do that, make a pro and a concept of what, what it would be like to be alone. All the relationships that you're in right now. Yeah. If you're, if you're questioning, if you're not sure, make that look. You know what? There are, it could be at the end of the day, there are a lot more positives than there are negatives. Or it could be some big negatives that, you know what, this is a showstopper going right, on. Right, but I'm going in another direction. Okay, go ahead. I'm saying if you're deciding to end the relationship because of hurt, mm-hmm. before you end it, what are the pros and cons of not having that relationship? Okay, of being single or whatever. Yeah, okay. because I'll tell you, 50% of people that end marriages regret it. Oh, say that again, Doc. 50% of people that end marriages regret it. You said it one more time, please. <laughs> These people need to hear this, though. Fifty percent of people that end their marriages regret it. I mean, I think they think you know there's, there's greener grass. You know, the greener grass syndrome on the other side. Or, oh, I'm going to be able to do this. I'm going to be able to do that. I'm going to have my freedom back and all those things. And then, oh, wait a minute, all that money that I was planning to use after it went out the door. Right. All that money that I was planning on using for my freedom is not necessarily there now. All the friends that I thought were my friends are really his. <laughs> And they were like our friends, right. but definitely not, not my, my friends. Right. right, that goes out the door. That's a big deal. Um, all that free time I used to have because my wife was picking up the laundry and doing this Ooh. and doing that. I don't have it anymore because nobody's picking up my dog Yes. So make a plan kind of, hey, I'm in my relationship. It may not be exactly what I want it to be, but what would it be if I was not in this relationship? Fair enough, fair enough. You know? What's so that? another thing is work it out. Talk about work out. You know, it's about distraction. 
run, swim, go some bike riding, uh, you know, get that exercise, get the heart going. It, it, it relieves stress. It can take your mind off the, the grieving yeah. or heartbreak that you're going through. Yeah. Okay? You know, one of the things you, you want to do, and this is just good just for, for just mental health and life management in general, is get your body moving. Even if it's taking two flights of stairs at work up to the bathroom instead of using the bathroom on your level, it doesn't have sure. to be running a marathon. But get your body moving. And a lot of people have a sedentary lifestyle, and many of us do. A lot of folks work at offices where for hours answering the phone, and you're tired and exhausted at the end of the day, but not because you've been moving around. So, you know, try to get your body moving. It, it kind of distracts you from some of the other things that you could be going through. You know, Doc, before we go on, something I, I, that I wanted to make sure that the listeners have a interested in getting your opinion on this, is sometimes when you have a bad breakup with you or uh, got your heart broken or have a bad breakup, you don't get a chance to say your side or get your peace sent to the person. You know, and that can you have to all bottled up, all that stress bottled up. Sometimes, you know, you need to go to a quiet room and talk, okay, you know what, talk like the person is there and say, you know what, this really hurt me when you did this, I'm upset about that feeling, mm-hmm. and get off your chest. Or maybe write a letter, you shred it out, but find out your feeling. Hey, you know, this hurt, I didn't like that. You know, so you have some good quality, but really this hurt me and stuff like that. And get it out. Yeah. Sometimes you just need to get it off your chest and then, you know what, oh, I feel much better. I can move on now that I had my peace being said. But, but I think that's the whole beautiful, again, and I'm not just pushing there because I'm a therapist, but that's the whole beautiful part of therapy or coaching is that you have a place to voice your opinions without the, the, the judgment and criticism. Right. And I think a lot of times the reason relationships go so poorly is because when people get hurt, they have a hard time communicating appropriately. Right. They may yell and scream each other, curse each other out, but they do not have, uh, they do not actually communicate well with one another. So I do think that if you haven't been able to say, you know, what you were thinking to your partner before you broke up, be able to find a way, whether it's a narrative way to do it. I was on Facebook and I read an open letter that a man wrote to his wife after 20 years of marriage and they got a divorce. He said, I'm sorry we went through this. I wasn't able to say my side of it, but now that I think about it, living with me for 20 years was probably really hard. Wow. And he said, I, I look forward to actually being able to be your friend after the divorce. So I'm not promoting the divorce. I'm right, not right, the type right, that right. wants people to get divorces, but he wrote an open letter to his wife to let her know that, hey, I was wrong in this in this thing. So, guys, thanks for listening tonight. And if you've got hurt, I mean, we really, this was such a big topic, we didn't have a chance to go over all of it. But next week and for two weeks, we'll, we will not be right. available. We won't be at the show, but we'll be posting shows for you guys to listen to. Okay, folks, have a great week. All right, make it a great evening. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you GEICO has more than just great savings. Much more. Yes, while GEICO could help you rack up more moolah faster than you can say metamorphosis, they've also been the fastest growing auto insurer for more than 10 years. That's more like it. Furthermore, GEICO has fast and friendly claim service. That might seem like an oxymoron, but it's not. All the more reason to say no other auto insurer has more more than GEICO. GEICO. Expect great savings and a whole lot more.